Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the very first ever Cowboys Brawl podcast. I'm here, I'm Kat Presley, and I'm here with John Seal and Edgar Jones. What's up? How you doing? So we're gonna maybe take a second to introduce ourselves real quick. I'll I'll go. I'm from Houston originally. I was an Oilers fan when I was little, and then the Texans came, and I never really got on board with them because it was right before I went to college in California. And then I moved to Dallas in 20. 13, I think, and I cheered for the Cowboys uh, 2015 season. So it was Romo's last year. So, you know, now I'm a Cowboys fan for life, obviously. Um, And then I met my husband now. He's a diehard Cowboys fan. He was playing baseball for the Minnesota Twins when I met him. And then we got traded to Houston 2018. So we're back in Houston. Um, We live here during the baseball season. And then in the off season, we're in Dallas, so Dallas is still our home base. John, tell us about you. I um John Seal, uh, lifelong Cowboys fan, actually a third generation Cowboys fan. Um, I was born in Texas, Houston specifically. Uh, currently uh, live in Chicago, and I'm just passionate and eager to talk about my squad. So I'm um. Uh... Edgar Jones. I'm a uh, 15th generation Cowboys. I'm just playing. I'm not a 15th. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a Cowboys fan uh, from Louisiana. Uh, live in Frisco, Texas now. Um, played in the league for seven years, five years with the Ravens, uh, one year with the Chiefs, and one year with the Cowboys. So I end up playing for my my my. My dream team and I'm playing there. So I'm excited about this as well. That's awesome. I'm excited to talk about sports since obviously we have COVID-19 happening and there's no sports on TV, which is so crazy. Yeah. 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 Affecting a lot of people. Yes. So nuts. So I guess with as far as football goes, hopefully the season isn't affected by this. I feel like NFL got a little bit lucky here because we're in off season. Yeah, uh, I would say knock on wood. Uh, I hope everything starts up on time. Um, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, I hope I hope everything starts on time as well. <laughs> but um, right now, I think it's just we just got to take it one day at a time. But I think you know, right now there is still a lot of 
things that's floating around with the free agency. Uh, but this this virus is impacting a lot of things. So hopefully it doesn't hold things up for the NFL season. So what have y'all been doing with all your downtime? Me, my I mean, my schedule's somewhat still the same. I'm pretty flexible with my schedule. Um, me and my buddy started our own business up. So it's like five minutes down the street, our office. So everybody's out of the office working from home. Um, but for me, it's just still getting up, doing my, my, my reading, my Bible, praying, working out, uh, doing some things uh, on the business side. I think for me, the hardest part is just adjusting to having my uh, son and daughter in the house full time now. You know, everybody in the house is is busy when I'm used to the house, being, you know. So me and my wife finally talked about it today. We was like, hey, like, we got to get like a plan, plan <laughs> together. So I think that's the challenging part for me, even though I'm excited about being with them. It's just, it's new just having the house busy. So I bet they're loving it. We're just, we're just talking about probably every dog's dream right now that everyone's and babies and kids, like everyone's parents are home with them. Yeah, everybody's out. <laughs> so. well, John, what have you been up to? I still got to go to work. Uh, I'm kind of on the front lines. Um, I work for the FDA, so we're super busy right now. And um, just trying to keep folks safe and make sure that uh, things don't come in the country that aren't supposed to be here. That's good work. <laughs> you guys are probably yeah. super busy. John, how long you been with the FDA for? 11 years, 11 years, fresh out of uh, school. Um, actually, the funny thing is I, uh, I went to school for business and uh, decided to graduate right when our uh, market crashed and I've been at the FDA ever since, so. Wow. Yeah, what's your big thing right now that you guys are like kind of, what's y'all's, I guess, with this whole like COVID thing, what's like a challenge you guys are dealing with or? Uh, just people um, trying to bring in fake tests. You know, everybody wants to know if they've got it. And that leaves a uh, kind of a black market business opportunity for people overseas to make something that's not legit and sell it for a high price. So, mm, crazy. Yeah, you know, capitalism, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I saw an article. Got it. Brought like eighteen thousand bottles of sanitizer. I think this was weekend. I saw this. Yeah, like right yeah. when I think. You saw it? Did you see it, John? <laughs> yeah, the guy was, uh, it was him and his brother. They were in, like, Iowa. So they went yeah. around, they bought, like, all the sanitizer, and they were trying to mark it up on Amazon, and Amazon, like, banned them for life so they can't sell it. So they got, like, a garage full of sanitizer. Nothing to do with it. And I think they're going to get prosecuted. Yeah. Oh, dang. I, bet well, I, they think have- I think it ended up coming out that they end up, don- end up donating. The oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know so, yeah yeah so as far as the cowboys go i guess they're just living off-season life as usual i don't i mean i don't know any of them personally but what do y'all know so i don't i don't know any cowboys right now personally but i'm, I'm good friends with uh anthony levine from the ravens and I mean, his off-season, I mean, I think that from, from talking to him and working out with him, because I used to work out with him. We live right down the street from each other. Uh, the challenging part for the players is that they can't go to the facility. Right. So I think a lot of those guys, most teams are getting ready to start up uh, like early April. 
So obviously with things getting shut down, like they can't go to the facility. So still trying to find creative ways to work out and stay mm-hmm. active. Because I mean, when it's when it's time to start back up, they're not going to try to get you back in shape. Like you need to be in shape. You're ready so, when, it, when the time comes. Right when the time comes. So I think just finding creative ways to stay in shape. Um, so I know for some, like a couple guys I've talked to this plan, like some guys have gotten to buy pelotons. Uh, got the Peloton bikes. Um, I mean, it's you know, going off right now. Oh, the Peloton! That that truck is moving. Right. So Peloton bikes. Um, I've talked to a couple of guys that's doing like things online. I mean, just looking at you know fitness people on, on YouTube or on social media. Um, you know, I was reading one one article with one player. He said um, that he was just doing push-ups and squats and sit-ups, like and throwing a medicine ball in his garage. And I'm like, you know, so I think it's 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 somewhat uncharted waters for the the players because they've never been in this situation before. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's your job, right? So I mean, you got to find a way. Yeah, I know my husband is. Here, half of his teammates, I think, stayed in Florida for spring training for as far as baseball, and half of them are here. And he's he's been going over to Bregman's house. They're playing like catch in the street, like you know, like kids again. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> so, yeah. a throwback. I know, right? I'm like, it's kind of making it in a, in some ways makes it kind of fun again, just playing catch out, you know, in the street with your friends yeah. and stuff like that. So it makes it fun again. I think too. I mean, look. The good thing about it is that we still have access with technology, right? I can get on my iPhone. I can get on social media. I can go to YouTube and type in 60-minute workout, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's so much access of information that you not working out shouldn't be an excuse. You know, it's not like we just have books. I mean, we have the technology that's given us access to that. So, right. And any, like, trainer you can get in contact with, do, like, a Skype workout or get your workouts from your trainer and do them at your home gym or whatever facility you can find. You know, uh, the scary thing about the home gym, uh, everyone kind of panicked when, you know, they put out the notice about gyms being, like, kind of not safe. And so, like, if you try to get equipment, like those adjustable uh, dumbbells or, like, even just standard plates or whatever, everything's back-ordered. Everyone's sold out. So it's, like... I'm sure pro athletes, they might have a little bit, you know, a better way, a little more efficient way to get it. But it, it's it's been crazy. So you kind of already had to have your home gym going, hopefully. Yeah, you already had to have your home gym <laughs> going, you know. So, um, but I mean, it, I mean, working out, right? Like, I mean, you could, if, if you understand in programming and, and right with professional athletes, they have access to trainers. And if you got a pretty legit trainer, now I feel like, Especially if you're dealing with your training in the offseason outside of the team, you're about to find out how much worth your, your trainer really has and how creative can he get or she can get, right, with giving you something to do that's effective, that's keeping you in shape, you know, especially if you're paying those trainers that money as well. So, yeah. What do y'all think that, like, what do y'all think is the most challenging? I mean, obviously, right with the virus, the most challenging position right now. Like you think, because you, sometimes you read about quarterbacks getting with receivers and running routes. You know, if a new receiver came, like we all think about, like a you know a position that may be challenged a little bit more than one than something different. Uh, if I had to guess, 
I probably say it's the fat guys. They can eat, you know, and uh, <laughs> they don't have the access to the to the same working out and things like that. So it's easy to put on weight when you're a big guy, you know, especially yeah. from experience. So um, I say all the fat guys are probably uh, they're going to show up a little overweight uh, when they finally do get together. Everyone's nutritionist better be on speed dial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought about like the quarterbacks and the receivers, especially if you like a receiver, right? That's going to a new team and you're trying to get that that chemistry with a quarterback. Uh, you know, probably, you know, you've seen in the past like quarterbacks will fly like new receivers in and they'll meet at a location and throw run routes. But now you can't do that. So I thought about like the quarterbacks and the receivers. So I didn't think about the fat guys, man. That's a great point. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> well, no, the, the quarterback and receivers, too. You know, that time and that chemistry, it takes work. And uh, a lot of them do work right now, and then they're not given that opportunity, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So should we talk about free agency? Sure, yeah. sure, always, you know. Yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling about where we're at right now? Be honest. Uh, John, <laughs> I want to talk about the Travis, uh, not Travis. Yeah, um, Travis Frederick. No, the Martin. Um, who just retired? Who was it that just retired? It was uh, Travis Frederick. He just Travis retired, Frederick. like, yeah, a little bit ago. A little bit ago. We can go. Um, we can jump into free agency. You know, I look at it. Uh, I'm okay right now. <laughs> um, I look at um, the McCoy McCoy that they brought in. Um, I was surprised by that, um, but I think he brings a lot of veteran leadership to that front line. Um, a guy that's had a lot of experience um, and definitely achieved a lot on the field. So I look at that as some better leadership. And a guy that's dominated up front. I mean, he's had a pretty uh, successful career. On the um, the cornerback side, the um, what was the kid's name that they signed? Uh, Maurice Kennedy. Yeah, Maurice Kennedy. Yes, him. So do I feel like that's – I think that's far from a replacement for Byron Jones. Um, and I also wonder too, you know, we're losing Jeff Heath. Now I see how Dixon they brought in was huge. I feel like that's a, a big addition to that that secondary bringing Ha Dixon in. He's a ball hawk. He's a guy that can get around. Uh, but the the cornerback ish, the cornerback situation, I don't feel like um, the guy that they brought in right now is the replacement for Byron Jones. I mean, he's still a young guy, so. For me, that's just where I'm at right now on the free agency side. So, what about y'all? I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I'm a little fed up. You know, uh, I think uh, the Cowboys back I think it was 2012 when they signed um, Brandon Carr to that like record-setting contract, mm-hmm. and uh, they kind of got burned. And they've been super conservative ever since. Um, I do like McCoy. Uh, he's I think he's a guy who's uh had five or six sacks just about every year of his career, except for one when he was hurt. Um, I like Ha-Ha Clinton Dix if they play him at free safety. But then if, if you're going to play him at free safety, does that mean Woods has to change position, play, you know, uh, more of a box role? They're going to go too high, so I don't know how that's going to work out. Um, and Canada is absolutely, I agree with you, not the answer to replacing Byron Jones. Um, there were a lot of, available free agents that I wish this team would have gotten and we passed up and, and made some I think blunders in the long run. So Dix, he's a he's a um he's a pretty long time vet too, right? 
Yeah. So that's a good thing. Some other like more veteran leadership. What is he like seven years? Do we know? I don't uh, know. I think, yeah, six or seven years in. Um, I think he brings some much needed playmaker uh, abilities to our, our defensive backfield because those guys don't seem to get a lot of interceptions. Um, but he can't tackle. And I think that showed last year. Um, if you watch him on the Bears with uh, Eddie Jackson, it's like two guys that can't tackle. And it kind of scares me when I think about Xavier Woods and some of the poor angles and things that he took as well. So, Yeah, I'm a little nervous with where we're at right now, to be honest, for sure. But it's not over yet. I'm a, I'm a hopeful optimist, optimist always with the Cowboys, which <laughs> can be hard every year. <laughs> yeah. Clint, so Clinton Dix, ha-ha, Clinton Dix. What's the ha-ha? Is that, is, is that like a nickname or what is that? <laughs> It is a nickname. Uh, his name is Hassan. Okay. Yes. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's something he named himself or I, didn't, I wasn't sure. I think he explained it. Was one of his family members gave him the nickname. And uh, I guess when you're really good at football, you can go around life being called ha ha and it's not a big deal. Uh, I don't think that would work in a lot of other uh, avenues. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had to ask because I was like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I guess if if we're not it seems like we're it's, it's not a lot of excitement that's going on in this Cowboys free agency right now without signings at all. Yeah, and with you know Frederick retiring, that's like, oh god. Yeah, yeah. So what do y'all um you know when I look at free agency too, I feel like a lot of people came in and took a lot of players away from us. I think the Raiders signed like three of our players, right? They signed. Oh, yeah. Uh, Witten and who else was it that they signed? Collins? Yep. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, the Raiders are getting off good over here. <laughs> yeah, the Raiders are getting off good. They got, they got three of our guys. I was surprised to see uh, Cobb, though, go. Randall Cobb, that, is, that surprised me. I thought, I felt like. I feel like they should have kept him. I still feel like, you know, he's a good player, and especially with McCarthy being there as well. Like, he, I mean, he played with him, you know, Mike McCarthy coaching. So I felt like they was, I felt like they should have retained him and kept him. So Didn't Diggs play under McCarthy too? Yep. Yeah, he did as well. He did as well. So that's a good thing. I mean, I think that that'll be good for the team. Yeah, yeah I I think the Cobb thing, uh, I agree with you. Uh, they should have retained him, or um, at least if they weren't going to retain him, they should have actually pulled the trigger on Emmanuel Sanders. But I think it it always goes back to uh, Penny Pinch and Stephen Jones. Like, he doesn't want to pay anybody. And um, the team, I think, suffers because of it. No yeah. doubt. What about, I mean, I feel like we're getting really, really close to signing uh, Poe, Don Terry. They're in talk right now. I don't know if it's just Twitter rumors I'm hearing or what. The last I saw that um, that they were getting close to signing uh, Poe. I played with Poe in Kansas City. Uh, great guy. Um, not, I mean, he's really to himself. You know, he'll give you his little smirk, but he's a hard worker. Uh, you know, a really good guy. I feel like if they can get him signed, that'd be a good addition to the team as well. So trying to keep my fingers crossed. For Poe to come to the Cowboys. Look, I'm I'm gonna say it. I'm a fan of any fat guy that can run. No. Can run. 
So uh, I'm all for the Terry Pro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he can run, man. He can run. He's a humble guy, too. So, um, And plus, he's been in the league for a while now, you know. So, yeah, fingers crossed for that one because I would like to see that happen. I know this is super old news, but I do want to hear y'all's thoughts on Mike McCarthy. How do we feel about how he's going to coach compared to how Garrett, how Garrett did? John? Okay, so <laughs> let me first and foremost say that anybody is better than Jason Garrett. All right? <laughs> so <laughs> that's the first thing. He can't do worse than Jason Garrett. Um, one of the things that uh, I hope, the case is with Mike McCarthy is that he kind of learned from maybe getting a little stale. Uh, I think part of that was his relationship with Aaron Rodgers wasn't great. Um, but when, when they were clicking, they were in the mix every year. And I'm hoping that he can bring that same type of chemistry to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I can't wait to see this offense. I can't wait to see, um, the defense honestly as well, because he, I think he's got a pretty good staff going. So I'm, I'm excited. I think the the McCarthy hire was a good one overall. I'm excited about McCarthy as well. To John's point, I mean, when when you know him and Aaron had the thing going on, but when they were clicking and fire, I mean, the Packers they were the real deal. They were definitely a team that when they came in, you had to fear them. Um, but I'm excited about him. Uh, I feel like what he brings in is he brings in that 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 grit that the Cowboys need. Um, <laughs> Like that, that not put up with your crap. I feel like, oh my God, that you're gonna, yeah. he's not gonna put up with your crap now. Yeah, we need that over here. I feel like we need that. We need that. We need that. You know, not put up with your crap. Uh, I mean, it's football, and and to me, I'm excited just to see that coaching mentality that he brings in because I feel like that's needed. I feel like the players have always been there. It's just the staff that's frustrated me at times. It's the staff, you know. So I'm excited about him as well. I feel like, I mean, I think a lot of Cowboys Nation feels like Garrett kind of was coaching as Jerry Jones, you know, like he kind of did what he was told and, you know, didn't have a lot of coaching freedom, I guess. Do we feel like Mike McCarthy's going to be able to kind of run the team how he wants to run it? I think as long as Jerry Jones is there, he's going to meddle. But I, I do think, you know, kind of to piggyback off what uh, Edgar was saying, that uh, Mike McCarthy – he, he doesn't take crap from the players and he holds them accountable and that will go a long way. And I also uh, want to point out that the year that that Packers team won the Super Bowl, they had like a record, like 15 or 16 guys on IR and he kept them together. He, he got the most out of them. And I think maybe that's my biggest criticism of Jason Garrett is he got the least out of some great players, wasted a lot of great players' careers. And I think Mike McCarthy is the opposite. He's going to get the most out of these guys. So that's, kind of what excites me, even with Jerry's meddling. To me, it's it's one of those things where if Jerry can just give the will to Mike McCarthy and let him go with it, let him drive this, I think we can see a very successful uh, season out of the Cowboys. Yeah. So I look at things like this, right? Whatever can be your strength can be your also your curse. It can hurt you as well. So I feel like with Jerry, he's achieved so much off the field from a business standpoint that yeah. when it comes to a team, uh, the Cowboys, he tries to has it, have his hands too much in that instead of sitting back and paying a coach to coach and let him take control of a team. Um, and I feel like if, if Jerry does that and gives that will to Mike McCarthy, then I feel like we can definitely have a, a, a successful season. 
And to what John said, really be able to get get all of it out of those players. If he, yeah. If he gives it the key to uh, McCarthy. So. so that's positive. That's something positive to, to take away, I think, during all this free agency where I think everyone's like a little nervous and I don't know. <laughs> At least we have a new coach, so we'll see what, what happens there, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm excited. Um, the frustration level that I have with uh, watching the Jason Garrett-led team, I, I just, I'm glad that's over with. So I'm glad we're, we're kind of turning the page and, and starting fresh with, with a guy with a proven track record in the, in the league. So if you took last year's team and you took Garrett as a coach – up against McCarthy as a coach, do you think they would go eight and eight, or do you think what do you think it would be? Uh, I don't think so. I, I I really don't think they would have been eight and eight last year with McCarthy. Um, we saw something out of Dak that we've never seen before. Uh, I know some people were down on Zeke, but I think he had a phenomenal year as well. So um, it's it's a shame that we could have a, you know almost 5,000-yard passer, one of the top two or three running backs in the league, a couple of thousand-yard receivers in Gallup and uh, Coop, and miss the playoffs and go 8-8. Eight and eight. That's that's disgustingly uh, underachieving as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it was tough. Um, you know what? I, I go back and I look at – here's my thing with the Cowboys last year. If, if When it came out to, to starting the games – Anytime they got punched in the mouth, I feel like they just didn't respond how they should have. Um, and to me, that's that's not something that happens overnight. That's a that's something that's in a culture. That's something that's in your environment, right? Um, when you're going through something, if you have the right people surrounded around you, they teach you how to respond to these situations the right way. Um, and and not that they didn't have comebacks, right? In certain games where they were behind and came back, but there was too many times where I saw. Um, just a lot of heads down and them just trying to figure out like what's going on, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so McCarthy being there last year, I definitely feel like they would have made the playoffs because I feel like with him coming in, he brings that grit. He brings in that, Hey, just because we're down, we've been training like this, right? We've been practicing like this to respond to situations like this. That's going to occur. And it's going to occur. And, and to me, the tighter, and the more knitted your team is, uh, the better you respond to situations. And I say that from experience. Um, I know I was on the end of it where with the Ravens, I was with John Harbaugh and he came in the first year with the Ravens. And everything we did was family, team, team, family, team. And he had to weed out certain guys. But, I mean, it was some hard practices and some tough conversations. But you know what? When game time came and the lights came on, when it was time for us to respond, we responded. And when the tough times happened during the season, which is going to happen, we were a family, and it was easy for us to get through those situations. So, um, you know, going along into that, I just feel like McCarthy, he can bring that same type of atmosphere to the Cowboys. How does a coach do that with y'all? Like, you know, family, team, you know, every like that comes first, making you guys like a unit like that. Like, how does a coach go about doing that? Well, I think it's um, you try you try to you, you create a culture in a team environment outside of the workforce, right? Like, if I'm working with you guys, obviously I see you from eight to five, but obviously, John, I want to go hang out with you and grab a beer and meet your wife and cat. I want to let's hang out some time. Oh, you talk about your husband. I'd like to meet your husband. 
it's no different from a football team, right? Like a coach, you just you set up events or you 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 get the the players together. You set you set things up outside of the work environment um, mm-hmm. where wives can meet each other and kids can meet each other. And it's not about football. It's about life. So when you can take that part away from it and it's not about football, you get people to understand the importance that it's about life. That's how you build a real relationship. Um, yeah, right. I, it's like, go ahead, John. I was going to say, I think uh, another part of it is um, there's no such thing as fairness in life, but like, you know, being accountable to your team, right? Like, I, I know everybody loves Jason Witten. I love Jason Witten too, right? But he shouldn't have been on the field over Blake Jarwin. And what kind of message? Does that send to your team? Everybody's busting their butts, working hard. And there's a guy who's clearly better than the guy playing. And you're going to start Jason Witten because of his reputation at the detriment of your football team. And I think, uh, you know, Dez kind of alluded to it when uh, he was on his way out about Jason having his guys and playing them no matter what, even if it wasn't the right thing to do. And I, I just think that all takes away from his credibility in that locker room and actually getting guys to give everything they have to that ball club. Yeah. Yeah, I think that has like a huge effect probably on the team vibe. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And, and I would say this too. I'll oh, go ahead, Edgar. Uh, you got a job. <laughs> I'll say this too. Uh, teams with the talent that Dallas had, you don't get to lose to like the Jets. Sam Darnold was like fresh off mono. Like those are those like Garrett blunders, right? So you do that, it, and it's kind of like a tailspin. And um, it, it, it really did kind of tailspin uh, for the Cowboys at that point in the season. And um, Jason Garrett's not really good at recovering and making adjustments. And I think that's kind of. It just all goes to what his deficiencies were. I mean, doesn't stuff like that seem obvious? <laughs> for a co- you know, like for a coach. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I would say so. I, I think it's it's kind of crazy with Garrett. It's like whenever you're like just when like the team was ready to fire him, um, and his back's against the wall, he just found like a way to. I guess get another chance. Like when they were was it two and five, and then they trade for Mark Cooper. They get whooped by the Titans. They go two and six, and then they win like, you know, nine out of ten games. And it's like, man, well, may, maybe Garrett has something to him, but he doesn't. He, he's just he's kind of like a tease. He's like when his back's against the wall, and he's about to get fired. He's gonna give you something special, but <laughs> he just gets immediately complacent, and it showed. It showed all last year. So, do you think? Do you think? Um, do you think the complacency comes from the relationship that he had with Jared? Um. Of just knowing him for so long, yeah, I, I think to an extent, I think he felt comfortable that Jerry wouldn't uh, fire him. I mean, if you look at the end of the year, um, look at how that fiasco went, where like he's still under contract. They're talking to other coaches, but they haven't fired him yet, and you know he's pleading with them to keep his job despite his like you know gross underachievement. I, I think that definitely played into it. 
Yeah, I definitely think that played into it as well. When you had a relationship, a relationship like that for that long period of time, um, the emotions are involved, you know. So now it's it's hard to separate the 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 relationship side of it from the business side of it. And I think at, at times that played a huge factor with the relationship that Jerry had um, with with um, with Jason Garrett, the relationship side of it. So. Yeah, I don't think anyone thought this was going to happen. Uh, I, I mean, I hoped. I hoped it would happen. Every um, year, I mean, at the end of the season, it was kind of like, okay, this is the year, you know, but it, but it didn't happen. You know, this was one of the many years where I, I swore that if Jason Garrett was a coach, I wouldn't watch in uh, 2020. Of course, that's a lie. Those are the <laughs> things that fans say, but, you know, you got to tell yourself something to deal with the madness, right? I feel like it. I feel like it needed to happen, man. It was time for a change. It was time for a shift, a new personality, a new new coaching. You know, switch out some things on that coaching staff, um, bring some new players in. So it was time. It was definitely needed. So yeah, I would have been disappointed if it if it didn't happen this offseason. I mean, I, I, I totally, and I feel like no matter how free agency is going for us, maybe right now it's not you know, ideal. It's like a little make, you know, not satisfying quite yet, but, but at least we do have, you know, Mike McCarthy to kind of lean back on and keep us, keep our spirits up for the upcoming season. And, you know, there's still time left in free agency and, you know, the draft and everything. So there's still, you know, there's a lot to come. You know, I like in uh, Dallas's approach to free agency. Um, like that the the DVD bin in Walmart. Like you gotta sift through it and and dig through it, and you might find a gem in there for five bucks. You know, it's gonna be a lot of nonsense you gotta go through. To get. But that's about how Dallas does free agency. Oh wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you make a but, point. I mean, I think that that's how it feels that we're doing right now. Dig into them. Oh, yeah. Um, somebody's got to stop Jerry from being Jerry. Uh, I will say that, you know, just like uh, what was it, a couple of weeks ago where he said he thinks about Dez in the shower. Uh, we're done with Dez. That was that was my boy back in the day, but he doesn't need to be on this ball club anymore. And Jerry shouldn't be thinking about him in the shower. Yeah. You should be thinking about the shower. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, said that about Dez? Yep. Uh, Dez has made it clear he wants to come back. And uh, someone asked Jerry, he's like, yeah, I think about bringing Dez back all the time in the shower. I'm like, man, Jerry, you got to have some better thoughts in the shower. Yeah, you better thoughts than that in the shower, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you have your own thoughts, so I guess just in. Uh, what do y'all think about Dez coming back, though? I would love nah. it. Really? You want Dez too. back? I just, I just always liked Dez. I liked his... Um, I liked his personality. I know it's like unpopular opinion. Yeah. You know, it's a, a cat. I'm with cat, man. I would like to see Dez come really? back. Really? Dude, I played right. with that, that year. I played with him. He's just passionate, man. I mean, he's really a passionate guy. And, and, and the thing I like about him is that he, he didn't like, I've been around some guys that's, 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 that star status, right. And they pick and choose who they deal with. Dez dealt with everybody. You know, he 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 encouraged everybody. He just was a hard worker. And at practice, all he did was try to give you his best. You know, now I think at, at times what's happened is that that's came off on the wrong side of people looking at that as a bad thing. 
But I think I think this time of Dez being out has been a humbling experience for him. I'm pretty sure, man, he's learned a lot about himself. Um, and I think I think he would not hurt the team coming back. But he's just a passionate guy. That's just what he is. He's a passionate guy. So the passion, I never had any problem with that. Um, Dez one of my favorite players, uh, Dallas Cowboy players of all time. But the the shenanigans, you know, the we're on the London trip. It's my birthday. Even though coach gave us a, a curfew, I'm going to take 20 of the guys out to go party in London. Uh, I mean, they still beat the crap out of the Jaguars, but it's the blatant disregard that causes risks in the locker room and things like that. And when you're, you know, 1,200-yard, 14-touchdown days, you can get away with that. When you're the days that we last saw, Nah, you you, you got to follow team rules. The dance that you last saw, he can't he can't kick it in London. But yeah, uh, not if his but, coach gives yep. him a curfew. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. He ain't that guy anymore. You know. Uh, so can't we still on board with 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 dance? Dance would be good coming. Back. I, I I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, John. I just yeah. I I, I just really I like his passion and like Edgar said, maybe he's learned a lot lately and he could, you know, hold back on partying. They should back. make him uh, if they got a position for locker room speeches, bring Dez back. Let him do that. But he can't uh, be a player anymore. There's nothing against the locker room speech, right? <laughs> yeah, he he could do that. I don't know about anything else. But. Uh, we, you know what? He can maybe play tight end because I know after that Achilles, after he didn't miss ball a couple of years, he's probably like five or six steps slower. Oh, God. So you give it, you, you tough on this right now, man. You know, and, and I'm telling you, when I tell you he's one of my favorite players, I have a Dez jersey in my closet. Both my boys got Dez jerseys, but when it's over, it's over. We're trying to win ball games. I think Dez still got a lot of take. I hope to see, if not with the Cowboys. I would like to see him get signed by somebody, man. You know, I think it was a fortunate situation where he did get signed by the Saints and he uh, tore his Achilles. I'm like, dude, like, man, you've been rolling the dice. Like, what happens? You know, but I would like to see uh, him get picked up by somebody. So, yeah. When it's over, it's over. I have one more wild card to throw at you guys. How do y'all, how, how, what are y'all's feelings on Randy Gregory trying to get reinstated? Oh, he's trying to get reinstated? Yeah. Did not know that. John, I think came about today, I think. Uh, from a need standpoint, we definitely need the guy. Uh, from, I don't want to say he's not reliable. I mean, the Cowboys drafted him. They knew he had uh, issues, and those issues kind of came, you know, to fruition in his career. But with the new CBA not suspending players for marijuana, if that was his only issue, uh, then I say, you know, bring him back. Sky's the limit. I, I hope it works out for him. Uh, I'm definitely pulling for the kid. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. But, um, yeah, definitely with the new C- the thing with the CBA, um, with that, they just added in. I definitely think uh, him coming back, if they do do that, it'll be a great addition. Because he's still a young guy. I mean, how old is he? Like in his mid-20s? I think 27. Yeah, yeah. A lot and a lot of talent as well. So, um, I didn't know that, but it'd be interesting to see if they can get him back. Is that for sure happening? Do we know? Uh, I know he, uh, well, it was reported that he put his uh, reinstatement, uh, I guess, papers into the uh, league office today. I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, but, I'm you know, talking it, about the, weed, the marijuana usage. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, CBA, uh, I, I 
They passed it. That's part of it. So he won't get suspended for failing a drug test anymore. So anyone in the NFL can now legally do that and not get, not fail a drug test? Uh, for sure for weed. I don't know about any of the other drugs, but definitely uh, for weed. The, the, mar- the marijuana was a hot topic on uh, the, the CBA uh, discussions. But listen, if, it, if it's, I mean, we know the stories, right, of guys getting addicted to pain pills and, and the Toradol shots and all the, the, the pain pill side of it. And, and that's that whole situation. If, if, I'm, if, if you're doing it to help you with your pain on the marijuana side, and if I had to choose, say, the marijuana side of the pain pills, I'd be like, dude, you go to the marijuana side, you know? So, um, but it's good I, to see. Yeah, for, it take, I mean, the huh? stress, like this, just the stress and the toll in the body and everything that all that, you know, all the athletes deal with. Yeah. I'm, I'm not against it. The, the way I see it, um, I don't even think the Olympics test for weed. Um, it's not an a athletic enhancer. Yeah, they don't. So as far as I'm concerned, I, he could do it for pain. He could do it for recreation. As long as he shows up and plays, you know, 60 minutes and contributes to the team, I don't care. Right? If everyone comes and starts, like, showing up at games, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be a problem. Oh, then we're going to have a problem, but until then... <laughs> The problem we we get ready to do a pregame speech and someone smoke the joint before. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That was yeah. 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 All right. Well, I think that kind of covers everything for today. Um, we'll see what the week ahead brings us, and kind of next week we can reconvene and talk more about what's going on with the Cowboys and free agency and all that good stuff. Um, where can we find you guys on Twitter? Stay humble, ninety-nine. Stay humble, ninety-nine. That's me on Twitter. Follow me. I think I got thirty followers. I'm a big deal. <laughs> hey, hey, it's only up for you though. That's 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 a good thing. It's only up. That's right. Uh, all right. For me, you can find me at uh, Computers Putin Two. Um, it's spelled uh, C P U S P U T I N uh, Two. Uh, nothing to do with uh, the Russian leader or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, you can you can lock in and uh, you know we got jokes, we got football, we got it all. It's Putin, um, like like for computing, right? Yeah, computers Putin, uh, like Cameron. Shout out to Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Cat Presley, K A T P R E S S L Y. Um, thank you all for tuning in. And we will talk more next week.